Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, parenting is a tough job. I know this because I'm a parent. I've also had a number of dogs over the years. And I have those friends that have no kids, but they have dogs, and they'll tell you that they totally understand how that is. And I get it. And I honestly agree with it to a certain extent. I mean, you'll get those parents that are, oh, there's no way you could possibly understand. It's like, no, it's pretty much the same deal. You're responsible for a life that you... With dogs, though, everything's accelerated. You see them through their their childhood, their teens, their middle age, their, you know, in a sh- much shorter amount of time. And the unfortunate thing is, as a parent, occasionally you have to bury that child. The furry dog with the the furry child with the tail. And that's a tough one. I buried a number of great dogs over the years. But I think dogs are a more pure soul. Whereas kids, meh. Kids can be vindictive and vicious and mean. And those are other people's kids. My kids are kind of like saints. But I understand the, the concept. Mainly because kids are human. And humans are vicious and mean, and they can be nice, they can be compassionate, but most people's wrote, most people are raised in a kind of a broken way so that their reaction when stressed, when their emotions are pushed to the limit is they go shitty. It's rare you find somebody that when everything goes to shit, they become the sweetest person in the world. I'm sure M- Mother Teresa even muttered the F word under her breath at least once. But what bugs you as a parent is when you see a shitty situation of a shitty parent. An out-of-control kid usually is the product of an out-of-control parent. When you've got a kid that's a bully at school, eh, take a look at his home life. How does dad treat mom? How does mom treat dad? How do both of them treat the kids? And that's where you start to see, oh, okay, one plus one does equal two. But sometimes, it's just the way the kid is. You might have totally good parents and they produce Charles Manson Part 2. And that's not necessarily their fault, but it is a rare thing that it, you know, the fruit doesn't, they say the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. Well, when the fruit falls in a different county underneath a completely different tree, yeah, that's pretty rare, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. Much like a dog. You know, people that snap and are, have little control over their emotions and they tend to yell a lot, guess what? Yeah, their dog has bit a few people. And sure, they'll say, use that same excuse. Oh, he's never done this before. I, I don't know what's going on. Or, or they begin to attack. Well, quit teasing him. I didn't tease him. I was petting him. Well, you're not supposed to. You touched his ear. I've actually seen that one. I've also been bit by a number of dogs. Typically, it's got to do with the energy or vibe that their owner puts out. Most dogs come back to, they center very easily. They come back to center. That's why dogs are, I think they're easier to deal with. Simply because there's, it doesn't matter if they're in a good mood or bad mood. If they see you and they haven't seen you for the last 10 minutes, they're happy as hell. Feed them, pet them, take them for a walk or throw a stick for them and you're best friends for life once again. Kids, I've raised boys and girls. Everybody, regardless of sex, regardless of whatever, 
goes through periods where they're moody, they're pissy, they're happy, they're yelling, they're excited, they're laughing their ass off for no reason whatsoever. I mean, it's, you get the whole gamut of emotions, especially when they hit their preteens, teens, and post-teens. It's a scary time. All of that together leads us to today's episode, Perspective Can Make You Feel Like an Ass, on today's Caffeinated Humor. You know, anytime I start a podcast episode with an apology or a trigger warning to anybody that I might offend, I usually put myself in a hole that I spend the rest of the post and episode trying to dig myself out of. Well, today's no different. Let me first say that I applaud special people. I have a relative who is special. I don't particularly care for him, but at least I have some sort of connection to that world. Now, the reason I say that, I'm in a Starbucks that I don't normally visit, and I'm starting to see why. A, it's a little dirty. B, the outside patio, which typically they either have metal furniture or stone, like built-in furniture, is kind of a homeless encampment. Nothing against the homeless. I have a special place in my heart for them. But if you're fucking around with somebody's business and that screws with other people's livelihoods and now you're hurting somebody else. Now, I was in line for about 30 seconds when John and Morgan James came in with their mom. Now, how do I know their names? Because mom began immediately yelling their names before she had even reached the line. John, don't let your brother bite that coffee cup. It's not his. Morgan James, is that any way to act? You sit down right now. Those are just a few of the samplings of what was being yelled two feet away from my head. Now, I only got a quick glance at the kids. John's a skinny kid with dark hair, nervous habit of keeping his hands around his mouth. Morgan James, I only saw from behind. Big head, unknown a comb, picks his ass a lot. I got my coffee got my cream and sugar on and I found a seat. Now for the most part, mom was oblivious, for the most part, mom was oblivious to the rampaging of her kids. I shouldn't say kids, I should say kid, because the big kid, Morgan James, was a little beast, four feet of chubby trouble. Now the other kid, John, he got yelled at a lot for what I can see was only just kind of standing there. The only available seat was on the opposite side of the room from the kids. But then Morgan James began running laps. It was on his first lap that he finally came close enough to get a good look at, and suddenly the size of his head made sense. Severe Down Syndrome. Now I'm kind of confused as to why mom is so hands-off. I mean, I've met a few people with Down Syndrome before. When they're little kids, their parents are very involved. When they're adults, their parents are still, they're better with them, but they're still very involved, kind of hands-on. Very, can I get you this? Should you do this? That type of thing. Now, the busboy at one of my favorite 24-hour cafes has Down syndrome. There's no better place to write in the middle of the night. Quite honestly, there's no place else to write in the middle of the night if you want coffee and food you didn't prepare at home. Big kid, name's Robbie. Stutters a bit, but loves sci-fi stories. So when he works, I sometimes read to him and he loves it. Now don't assume that this provides me with a soul and a sensitive side for being, you know, nice to this kid. I'm frequently cruel for no reason, but I like the kid and he brings me coffee. So in a certain perspective, he's my drug dealer. Back to Morgan James 
the Whirling Dervish. Mom finally got involved when Morgan James finished running one of his laps, bent over trying to catch his breath, and then suddenly stood up straight, grabbed John, who was about half his weight, and began to throttle him by the throat. And then he kept doing it. I got out of my chair and I was halfway across the room when Mom slapped his hands down. Now for a hefty lady, she had the speed of a contender. John all but collapsed on the floor, gasping for air. And then she did it. The first mistake was she apologized to Morgan James for hitting his hands. The second mistake, she chewed out John for teasing his brother. Which he hadn't, I was watching. This kid's a fucking menace. Now, in an awkward moment of both silence in the room and roaring sound in my own head, I had a moment of clarity. I said that out loud. Shit. Time to go. There are very few social situations that turn out well when you curse out a mother in front of her children, regardless of the situation. The beautiful thing about writing on a Chromebook, they turn off in about two seconds, boom, it's in the backpack, it's on my shoulder, grab my coffee, I'm out the door. Now, it's a stupid move to look back, but I did. And I almost stopped in place. The look on her face was one of recognition and agreement, complete with a slight head nod and a shoulder shrug. And as I went through the door, I was seized by the sudden thought that life can force some crappy situations on you. And while your reactions in the moment might not be perfect, they're all you have. You play the hand you're dealt, no matter how shitty a hand it is. Keep going, Mom. I'm going to go have my coffee elsewhere. Thank you.